What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Habs and Minded. This time an episode with a great guest and it's a Habs and Minded Extra because what just happened or, or what happened kind of four hours ago was that Montreal signed free agent Sami Niku to a uh, one-year contract, um, $725,000 in NHL or $750,000 in NHL and $425,000 in the AHL. Um, from Winnipeg Jets, where he was bought out. Um, obviously, the guest we're speaking about is one of my favorites, and I dare to call him my friend nowadays, Murat Tesh. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the introduction. I, uh, we can wear the friend label now. Yeah, I, th- I think we can, because now we're not in the same division anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. There's no sweeps amongst friends. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's 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 great, and um, if you should really follow uh, Murat on uh, W P Winnipeg P P G, right? <laughs> w P G. Yeah, I mean, Murat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Figure that one out. Follow him, um, and and please, he he's a great guy, and he gives you great coverage about the Jets. Mostly, we can just rub Jeff Petrie in here's face still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a player. You know what? I grew up cheering for Edmonton, who gave Petrie away for so little to Montreal just in time for him to blossom. I think that that one hurts. There's a young <laughs> version of me that, that feels pain over Jeff Petrie. Or or happiness, because he's successful. Well, good for him, yes. Yeah. But we're here to speak about Sami Niku. Why was he bought out from, from, the, from the Jets? Well, I mean, the shortest possible answer is too simple, that, that it didn't work out between him and Winnipeg. But the long answer, which I think can add some of the nuances to the situation, um, it really starts in 2017-18, where Sami Niku was the AHL Defenseman of the Year. Uh, as a rookie, he didn't win Rookie Defenseman of the Year. He didn't win um, you know, a Moose Award. He won Defenseman of the Year in the AHL, putting up just a tremendous amount of points. His offense was incredible. He was dancing at that offensive blue line, kind of the way Kale McCarr does now at an NHL level. And you sort of started to think, well, hey, this seventh round pick, there might be a whole lot more to him. Like maybe there's a there's another steal. The Jets had drafted really, really well out of twenty out of twenty fifteen, and certainly out of Finland in due time as well. Um, 2018-19, there was sort of this sensation: okay, is he going to be a full time Jet? Can he carve out that job? 
coming off of such an just an incredible year. Maybe we started to overrate him a little bit. I'm not sure, but he had a chance. Uh, what the Jets decided to do instead was, you know, they had an open spot on the left-hand side, which Nico theoretically could have auditioned for. Instead, it was Montreal Canadiens' current defenseman, Ben Chirot, who stepped into that role alongside Dustin Bufflin. And that wasn't an advanced form. That wasn't Ben Chirot in his final form, let's say. He was still developing, um, and he still he, he benefited from Bufflin quite a lot. But they, they, they made a solid top four pair together between the two of their strengths anyways. And then on the bottom pair, here's where it got a little bit difficult. You saw a lot of Joe Morrow. Uh, you saw a lot of journeyman defenders playing kind of over a prospect like Sami Niku. He only drew into it 30 games, sometimes playing with Ben Sherratt, sometimes playing with Joe Morrow, I guess also familiar to Montreal fans as well. Um, and, and really, that was the theme of the next couple of years. Sami Niku not playing ahead of these <clears throat> these journeymen, I'll say. Uh, Joe Morrow, Lucas Spiza, Anthony Bitetto, players who you don't associate with NHL excellence. He wasn't getting the minutes. So whether that's about Winnipeg not giving him an, a good opportunity to succeed developmentally, and part of it is that, but also he didn't blow anybody's mind away so much with his really quite incredible puck skill or, or skating that that they felt justified to give him that spot either. And then when it didn't work out, once you started to see he wasn't getting those minutes, um, he had injury trouble, 2018-19, I mean, my goodness, or 19-20, pardon me, uh, begins with an injury in training camp, which was part of a car accident. Um, and then his season ends, he's playing soccer, you know, the warm-up everybody does. He's at the NHL level, but he's playing with his NHL teammates, and he rolls his ankle. So oh. just freak accidents combined with not getting a lot of minutes, and then when all of this sort of starts to go wrong for him over the course of the journey, I realize this is a monologue, but he's not getting those primetime developmental minutes. These veterans who are really not like, you know, who are replacement level NHL players or third pairing players are getting minutes over him. Well, he kind of started to sulk a little bit in practice too. You saw that, you know, I had multiple people tell me that he kind of checked out mentally a little bit and that it wasn't, it was clear to read him that he wasn't particularly thrilled with the situation either which brings us to essentially this week in Winnipeg, where after Winnipeg adds Nate Schmidt, Brendan Dillon, the defense is great. Um, they're not necessarily looking for a, a seventh defenseman to them, like Sami Niku, who they didn't quite value. And Ville Hainel has passed him at the AHL level. Dylan Sandberg as well. And, and really, he had not won anybody over in the meantime by how he responded to all of that. So here we go, bought out, free agent. Uh, still plenty of talent at 24 years old, but certainly never fit in here in Winnipeg. Uh, interesting, he, Lee, he has 0.7 points per game in, in AHL. He's had reasonable success with, with the NHL games as well, point-wise. Um, what is his upside? Is it the puck moving, the, the, the skating, and, and can Montreal fix it, you think? Well, his biggest strength is definitely skating, like you say. He, he's really a, a quick skater. He can turn on a dime. Um, he's good with the puck as well. He can make a good breakout pass. He knows when to jump into a play offensively as well. And so that's where a lot of these points come from. Um, certainly at the AHL level, power play time comes with that too. And that's why you see a point boost. At the NHL level, I think what he needs at this stage is consistent minutes with a veteran partner in a sheltered role. Like he's not so superlatively good offensively right now after all this developmental stalling that he's just going to walk into a, a job and dazzle and, and have no deficiencies to his game. 
Um, certainly the weaknesses in his game are on the defensive side of things. He's not particularly strong. He's not uh, particularly good at, at winning battles in a one-on-one -on -one sense uh, while other players are stronger than him. And there's kind of, to me, I, I, there's a real turning point. I think it was 2019-20 where the New York Rangers were in town and Chris Kreider had a, a chance to go on one-on-one. -on -one. And Chris Kreider is a big, strong player, power forward, go one-on-one -on -one with Sami Niku. Sami Niku kind of decided to himself in that one-on-one, -on -one, he was going to let Kreider go and then try to lift his stick from behind him. Kreider, no issues with that. Takes the takes the puck right to the slot by himself, easily boxes Niku out. Kreider scores. It's a big goal for the New York Rangers. Niku got one more game with extremely reduced minutes, and then that was the last you saw of him that year uh, for a good long while at the NHL level. And these are mistakes that had he had a good developmental situation, had he had a veteran partner for long stretches of time, consistent minutes in a third-pairing role, ideally, um, you might see him learn his way out of those. But at 24 years old, coming out of what he has in Winnipeg, he hasn't had that chance quite yet. It sounds a little bit like you. You, he is a Finnish younger person or, or version of Eric Gustafsson. He's a power play guy, prone to make some mistakes in in the defensive zone. Good, good skills, good pass, but but most on mostly on the offensive side of the puck. That is a perfect comparison stylistically. It also is numerically. If you look at their AHL production, Gustafsson and Niku, kind of at the same stage after Niku's 2017-18 season, which was really quite special, if you look at what they were able to do at those levels to that extent, Gustafsson and Niku were really quite in lockstep in terms of their offensive production. There's a lot there. Going forward, you're obviously not as informed with Montreal, but... but there is this defensive battle really with with younger kids uh looking at it from from the angle where you have young kids coming up in the organization but you have niku coming into the organization with your expertise with with your thoughts would you play other younger kids with a veteran defender or or have you signed niku to see if if this year he can work it out because it's a one-year contract and then let him go or, or, or how would you, what would you do if you were the coach? Well, I mean, yeah, to be honest, I can't claim enough expertise about Montreal's other players, but I, I will say this, you know, in the contract structure that you identified as off the top, right? He, that's a substantial AHL salary. So from Sami Niku's perspective, if he does, um, if he does get waived and end up in, in the AHL, um, he's going to make a substantial amount of money. Uh, a lot of AHL contracts pay quite a bit less than that. So my thinking on that is that's him and his agent realizing there's no guarantee we stick with the with the Canadians on the big club. And that's some protection against that. Um, and then to the other way of thinking, like, could he stick, in, in my opinion? Um, he's certainly not. Now we watched Montreal just pick Winnipeg apart in the playoffs. He's certainly not that big, strong type that protects the middle perfectly well, like so many of the Canadians' veterans were. Um, but if there's room for small, speedy skill uh, learning their way, I mean, I think a third pairing would be a fine place for him to do it as well. Or, or you, you mentioned the AHL salary as well. That is also protection from being picked by another team. Certainly in terms of being claimed off of waivers as well. Um, we have heard um, Murat Tesh. WPG Murat on, on Twitter. Follow him there. He's a great guy. He's someone that we will 
hopefully get back to when it comes to to the Winnipeg Montreal games further down the line. Unfortunately, not as many as we had last year, or, or maybe it's good for both teams. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> they were great games, though. They Except were a break is as good of, as a rest sometimes. I think there's some variety will be fun, but absolutely they were great. Except maybe for you guys in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of folks around the Jets. Uh, now everyone in Winnipeg is so optimistic these days because of the summertime additions, but but absolutely they got outplayed thoroughly in that series. Thank you, Murat. It's always good to speak with Murat and. Um... He had some interesting things when it comes to Sami Niku and, and we have to see what happens in, in camp when he joins. What is clear is that Montreal seems to think that they're going to keep him with the way that the contract is structured. Either he stays with the NHL and, and, and gets his NHL money, but he gets, as Murat says, a quite a lot of money for going to the AHL. It leaves the door open a little bit for, for someone like Norlander, or for Goulet, um, that there are still fights to, to be had. Wiedemann is, is going to be there as well. Um, so, so there is a battle going on when it comes to uh, the defensive side of, of the puck in Montreal over the cap. My belief is still that Wiedemann stays, Niku might go down or get lost on waivers, and Norlander or Gouli, um goes back to VHL or SHL. Um, it's interesting to see. It's, it's, it's something to, that we need to, to look for. And, and we have games coming up that will be really, really revealing and be very interesting to see how these young guys go. In some ways, in some ways, I'll say this, I can see Gula staying up because it's easier to, to have him go down later and give Norlinder maybe a look and, and then send him back to Sweden. I don't think Norlinder stays for the full season in the NHL. Um, and as he has to, as he can't go down to the AHL in regards to the CBA and, and the, the deal with um, NHL and SHL, um, I, I, I see Norlinder leaving the Canadians before Gouley does. That is my first impression. But we have to see through camp what will be done. It's an interesting thing to have someone very similar in some ways to, to Norlander uh, in Samaniku that, that is getting into camp this late. I think it's a low-risk, high-reward kind of gamble for this year. It has worked out previously in some ways with uh, with these kind of contracts for Mark Bernchevin, it will be interesting to see if he can facilitate that for Saminiku as well. You listen to Absent-Minded Extra with Patrick Bexel, and our special guest today was none other than Murat Atesh. Give him a follow. He's a great guy. He's my friend. Thank you guys for listening.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.